Hello, my name is Jeremiah Ruderboss. Welcome to Journal Review. The purpose of this podcast is to break down journal articles and explain their meaning and significance in an educational way. Each podcast will focus on exercise and fitness, lifestyle, or nutrition. By reviewing a variety of topics related to exercise and fitness, lifestyle, or nutrition, I hope to provide useful information to those who wish to optimize their physical well-being. The topic of this podcast is on baking soda or sodium bicarbonate, not to be confused with baking powder, which may contain aluminum. Uh, we will also discuss lactate in this episode. Baking soda is commonly found in households and primarily used for baking. However, this podcast will take a look at some of the less conventional uses for sodium bicarbonate. The first use of sodium bicarbonate uh, we'll cover today is is on uh, kidney disease. Uh, it was estimated that around uh, one in seven adults or 15% of the U.S. population is affected by chronic kidney disease. Chronic kidney disease is where there is a gradual loss of kidney function and as a result metabolic wastes, vitamins, and electrolytes cannot be filtered out of the blood. A study including 134 adults with chronic kidney disease found that uh, those who took sodium bicarbonate supplements were 36% less likely to experience rapid disease progression than those who did not take the supplements. Another study was done to determine whether an injection of sodium bicarbonate in patients with chronic kidney disease might prevent something called contrast-induced nephropathy. Um, contrast-induced nephropathy is uh, caused by substances such as iodine or barium uh, called radiocontrast agents. Uh, these radiocontrast agents uh, decrease blood flow in tissues resulting in lack of oxygen. And in this case, they result in the death of kidney tissue. The study involved 59 patients with chronic kidney disease. Uh, of the 59 patients, 30 of them received sodium bicarbonate, while only 29 received sodium chloride. The results indicated that the incidence of contrast-induced nephropathy was significantly lower in the sodium bicarbonate group than in the sodium chloride group. Uh, in conclusion, rapid alkalization by injection of sodium bicarbonate was found to be an effective uh, way to prevent uh, contrast-induced nephropathy in patients with chronic kidney disease uh, undergoing emergent procedures. So this overall was found effective to prevent uh, death um, of kidney tissue. A review that included a number of studies supported the fact that kidney injury increased without dietary acid reduction. And it also showed that um, 30 days of dietary acid reduction by uh, um, sodium bicarbonate or by a fruit and vegetable diet reduced kidney injury in subjects with stage 2 chronic kidney disease and thus decreased uh, glomerular filtration rate, which is um, the rate at which uh, filtered fluid passes through the kidneys. A regular glomerular filtration rate is 90 to 120. Uh, so it, de so it uh, improved glomerular filtration rate um, that was caused by hypertenses, 
hypertensive nephropathy, which is basically uh, kidney disease due to uh, chronic high blood pressure. These studies also show that a diet high in fruits and vegetables, but not so much sodium bicarbonate reduced systolic blood pressure, um, the blood pressure when the heart contracts. This suggests a possible advantage of fruit and vegetable diet uh, as a strategy to reduce dietary acid for which ultimately results in kidney protection. So the results of this study do suggest that more long-term research should be done to determine whether a fruit and vegetable uh, diet um, or um, sodium bicarbonate improves systolic blood, pr uh, blood pressure reduction. Results of another study show that uh, sodium bicarbonate causes a reduction in aldosterone, which is associated with chronic kidney disease, while, fruit and while a fruit and vegetable diet decreased the body weight and the blood pressure. So it was thought that a combination of sodium bicarbonate supplementation along with a diet of fruits and vegetables works best for patients with chronic kidney disease. In another study done with patients who had chronic kidney disease but who were not yet doing dialysis, a glomerular filtration rate and thyroid function were measured. So oral sodium bicarbonate was given to the treatment group. The results showed that the treatment group's thyroid hormone levels, uh, specifically free TH to or free T3, total T3, T4, and thyroid stimulating hormone, significantly increased while certain thyroid levels fell and none increased in the control group. Uh, while glomerular filtration rate in the, in the control group drastically fell, the treatment group who was <clears throat> taking oral sodium bicarbonate um, actually maintained their glomerular filtration rate. Um, so not only does this study show that uh, sodium bicarbonate maintains glomerular filtration rate, but it also supports the idea that sodium bicarbonate improves thyroid function and thyroid hormone levels uh, in patients uh, with chronic kidney disease who have not yet undergone dialysis. A more well-known use of sodium bicarbonate is the dental benefits it brings. A six-month stu uh, long study found that brushing teeth twice a day with 67% sodium bicarbonate toothpaste was generally well tolerated and significantly improves cases of gingival bleeding and plaque compared with 0% uh, sodium bicarbonate toothpaste in subjects with moderate gingivitis. Because of its ability to neutralize acids and sweat, absorb moisture, and stunt the growth of odor-producing bacteria, sodium bicarbonate uh, can be used as a deodorant. It can also be used to alleviate pain and heartburn, which is caused by stomach acid, ascending into the esophagus, which this can also cause damage to the mucosal layer of the esophagus. While more research is needed in this area, studies have supported the idea that sodium bicarbonate can improve the effects of chemotherapy. A study has shown that sodium bicarbonate decreases the incidence of metastasizing breast and prostate cancer. However, more research should be done in this area. There is a great amount of research being done on the effect of sodium bicarbonate during exercise. One study concluded that sodium bicarbonate increased the estimated glycolytic contribution 
or the amount of energy produced during anaerobic exercise during high-intensity intermittent exercise. Um, a study also found that um, with six weeks of high-intensity interval training and supplementation of sodium bicarbonate at a level of 0.2 grams per kilogram of body mass before high-intensity interval training, uh, this was found to enhance the effect of high-intensity interval training on aerobic performance. And it also improves blood lactate clearance rate and blood lactate clearance velocity following anaerobic exercise. This will ultimately increase the amount of exercise you can do before lactic acid begins to rapidly accumulate. Another study found that maximal performance was enhanced significantly after uh, bicarbonate administration. The enhancement of physical performance um, the effect that uh, bicarbonate had on the enhancement of physical performance in patients' athletic ability can most likely be attributed to the increased anaerobic glycolysis or the amount of energy being produced during anaerobic exercise. This is reflected by the accumulation of lactate. However, time to exhaustion uh, and prolonged high-intensity high running was not improved while maximal performance was enhanced by uh, bicarbonate. Baking soda is very high in sodium, um, and continued use may lead to an overly basic environment which results in heart and many other problems. So too much sodium bicarbonate could result in pulmonary edema as well. The next section of this podcast is on lactate. Sodium bicarbonate is actually significant in this specific topic because when exercising, lactic acid is produced as a byproduct of anaerobic respiration through a mechanism called glycolysis. Because the natural behavior of acids is to get rid of an H plus ion, uh, it is thought that the base bicarbonate, in this case sodium bicarbonate, uh, can be used as a buffer to, to accept the spare proton. When lactic acid donates a proton, it turns into a form of lactate. Lactic acid was commonly seen as a waste product of glycolysis and was associated with uh, muscular fatigue. <clears throat> when lactic acid is being produced uh, during high-intensity exercise, the acidity of the environment generally increases, so the pH will decrease. Uh, currently, it is being debated whether or not lactic acid is actually a cause of fatigue during exercise. Currently, the view of lactate and lactic acid has changed somewhat. It is being argued now that lactic acid is produced in small amounts during exercise and that lactate is mainly produced with exercise. Some think that the acidity comes from the H plus ions uh, that are released during ATP hydrolysis or injury for in, in, energy formation rather than lactic acid. However, it is still being debated whether or not lactic acid decreases energy production. One interesting theory concerning lactate, which is the conjugate base or the base form of lactic acid, is called the lactate shuttle theory. When it this is the theory that um, 
when, when a certain type of muscle fiber, called a glycolytic muscle fiber, has too much pyruvate. Pyruvate is, a, is the product of glycolysis. When a certain type of muscle fiber has too much uh, pyruvate, uh, the excess pyruvate is then converted to lactate. The lactate is then transported out of the cell uh, to another type of muscle fiber called oxidative muscle fibers, where it is then converted back uh, from lactate back into pyruvate, so it can be metabolized by the mitochondria and the oxidative muscle fibers for, um, for energy or ATP. Uh, lactate is also brought to the liver, where it is converted to pyruvate and then to glucose. This is a process uh, called gluconeogenesis. The lactate shuttle theory exposes a possible function of lactate. Uh, lactate is commonly not seen as an energy source, but new research suggests that this is a potential use of lactate, um, which again is the base form of lactic acid in the blood. Additionally, in an in vivo study, which is a study done on a living organism, oral lactate along with caffeine supplementation and low exercise rats actually increased muscle mass, satellite cell activity, specifically through uh, myogen, which is a gene in charge of myogenesis, muscle development, and repair. It, is, it also increased anabolic signals and so these results indicate that lactate may also be involved in the activation of anabolic, anabolic signals. So four studies also related lactate to testosterone and myogenesis. Uh, this should be studied more because of its potential muscle growing properties. Lactate is produced in the brain by astrocytes and neurons, which are cells commonly found in the brain. Lactate uh, produced by astrocytes and neurons has been shown to excite neurons that supply norepinephrine to the frontal lobes of the brain. Norepinephrine or noradrenaline is released from sympathetic nerves. This substance increases the force of skeletal contraction as well as the rate and force of contraction of the heart. Also lactate from astrocytes could be necessary for long-term memory. During exercise, muscle-derived lactate may supply the brain with energy. Also, neuroplasticity, the brain's ability to adapt to experience, is mediated by lactate metabolism. Um, while much more research is needed on lactate, it is being considered as a potential sports supplement. Another area where lactate is potentially influential is appetite. During exercise, lactate was found uh, to have an effect on the gastrointestinal hormone ghrelin, which is responsible for causing hunger. A review done by the American Journal of Physiology found that lactate produced during exercise had the ability to inhibit the secretory function of ghrelin, producing gastric intestinal cells gastric or intestinal cells, as well as inhibit signaling through the ghrelin receptor and the hypothalamus in the brain, therefore causing a suppression in appetite.
In conclusion, sodium bicarbonate can be uh, very beneficial for patients with chronic kidney disease by increasing glomerular filtration rate, improving thyroid, and improving thyroid function. Sodium bicarbonate can also uh, be uh, significantly improve the uh, condition of individuals with gingivitis. It can also alleviate heartburn as, and act as a deodorant and improve the effects of chemotherapy. While more research is needed in these areas, studies have suggested that sodium bicarbonate improves energy production uh, and anaerobic glycolysis, as well as increases the rate of blood lactic acid clearance. Recent research has indicated that lactate can be converted to pyruvate to be used in certain muscle fibers. Lactate can also be converted to glucose in the liver. It is also associated with muscle growth, neuroplasticity, long-term memory, and suppressing hunger. Thanks for listening to this episode of Journal Review. This podcast is for informative use only. I am not a professional, so please do not take any of this information as medical advice.